would like to welcome everyone to the first ever Silly Hard podcast. My name is Winnie Brown, and I will be one of the hosts alongside Tom Chorsky, the legend, uh, first ever Miss Ho- Mr. Hockey, uh, Golden Gopher, Stanley Cup champion. So I'm honored to be with Tom. I also coached his daughter, Hannah Chorsky, who is now having a great career at Harvard. And uh, we would like to thank uh, Pull Tap Sports for welcoming, welcoming us to the family. We're super excited. Uh, this is the first time I've ever done a podcast. podcast. I've yeah. done podcasts, just never done podcasts. I've been interviewed, not the person interviewing, so this should be fun. Um, we have two very special guests to me personally. Uh, I've coached Taylor Heise and Grace Dumwinkle since they've been little kids, so I'm uh, very honored that you guys are here today to, you know, give back and have some fun on this pod. And, you know, they have a long history of uh, being successful female hockey players in our state. Uh, both played high school hockey for the state of Minnesota, and they went on to play for the Minnesota Golden Gophers, where they're in their final season, fifth season girls, right? Yep, yeah, that's Going right. Going for the national championship Absolutely. tomorrow, yep, yep. Yeah. fifth time. So hopefully they'll get their first national championship tomorrow. Uh, both Miss Hockeys of Minnesota and both have represented the USA uh, for our country. So welcome everyone. And, Thank you for uh, having us. We're yes. going to have we're yeah, gonna have some uh, fun here. And I'm looking forward. I mean, I've been around Grace a little bit watching her because she grew up in the city and being around our daughter playing a little bit. Taylor, I've seen you from afar. I remember hearing about you when you were coming, like coming along and recruited and you're a, a big deal. So this will be fun to uh, find out more about your beginnings and, and uh, kind of how you play the game now and behind the scenes. And the, the Miss Hockey family is is well represented here. Yeah, absolutely. And the Mister. I'm the grandpa hockey now yeah. at this well, point. I'm the grandpa. <laughs> We're grandma and grandpa. Um, yeah, so like Tom said, let's get into like how you superstar girl hockey players got into hockey. Because I know the story, but I think everyone out there listening and watching would be very uh, thrilled and Absolutely. interested. So. Do you want to go first? Do you want to go first? Sure, I can go first. Um, so it's actually a funny story. Hockey was never really in my family. Um, neither of my parents played. My dad played football at St. John's. My mom played tennis at St. Ben's. But I went to kindergarten and my class crush uh, had a flyer that he was going to be joining hockey. And I was like, I want to be just like him. I wanted to do everything that he did. So. I brought the flyer home to my parents and I was like, I want to join hockey. And my dad was like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, I'm positive. Um, So he went out and bought me the like $150 starter kit. And I was already signed up to play. And the night before the first practice, I sat crying in my bed telling my dad I didn't want to go anymore. My dad was like, I just spent all this money. Like we're going. Um, So I had all the gear on and I went to the first practice and I did not skate at all. Like I held on to the boards the entire time, not taking many strides. And my parents were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is my kid. And I got off the ice with this huge smile on my face and I was like, I was the best one out there. And my parents didn't want to shatter my confidence, but they were like, yeah, you were. And just were like, let's pack the bag and go home. Um, But ever since that, I've loved it and have so many awesome memories and people that I've met along the way. What arena do you remember? What arena? What, what arena you were at? Oh, it was at Chaska Chan. Um, we lived there, but then I switched to Minnetonka. Good thing uh, Lori and Mike Zumwinkle didn't uh, pack the bag and not bring you again. That's right. Because you turned out to be a great hockey player. 
and then Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mine's pretty similar. I didn't know anyone else started with the flyer, but um, I'm from a basketball family. Both my parents played uh, collegiate basketball. Both my brothers are going to play. Um, so I started out in first grade. I was a basketball fiend, loved basketball. I was in the gym all the time. Um, and then I got a flyer in my backpack, which was super random. I'm from a really small town in Lake City. So basketball was the only thing anyone knew there, basketball and cornfields. Um, that was about it. Um, and then I got a flyer in my backpack. One of my friend's dads um, played, I think, like D3 or something like that. And he wanted to start a league. And we didn't have an arena. So we played outdoors. I told my parents I brought it home. And both of them laughed at me. Um, I was like, no, I actually think I want to try this. My dad's like, I don't even know what hockey is. Like, you don't know what that is in a small town. Um, so they let me go, and I did it every Wednesday. I started out, and I had pink laces and pink tape. And if you know me now, that is not my vibe. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how that started, but my parents um, got me the starter kit, like you said. Um, I went out there, and I don't remember. I just remember being on the ice a lot, falling a lot, and being outdoors, obviously. Like, you can only play when it's nice out. So I was only able to play probably five times my first year and we only played Wednesdays and Sundays after church so um, I only played one town it was Wabasha so I started out doing that and then um, kind of got into a U8 team in Red Wing uh, 30 minutes away so that's kind of my story and kind of how I started and a little story just because I know a lot about you girls um, your mom and dad were incredible basketball players correct they yeah. were they, they were like played. Mr. and Mrs. Basketball in like they city in, in, in the their, small in yeah small my town, dad right? um and was really tall. really good went to state um he's six five my mom's five ten uh, my mom played soccer and basketball at uh, river falls my dad played basketball they both ended up tearing their acls so they ended up i think oh. i think being done their senior year but that's kind of how they met in college um, but both my brothers are six six and six nine so i, I i'm currently small yeah. compared to them but um, you're five eleven yeah five ten five eleven okay yeah well, so... And, oh, hold on, hold okay. on, because there's one more question. Okay, here. okay. So, didn't you have to choose between basketball and hockey at one point in your I life, did. right? Because I'm sure your parents, like, me being a hockey family coming from all hockey, if my kids were like, I want to play basketball, I think that'd be a really tough decision for me to be like, I know nothing about basketball, right? Like... Then I'd be like, uh, all you can do is clap. I know how to get scared. <laughs> like, oh, that is true. And so maybe Off that, sides, maybe I don't know that, that is. is the point here. Maybe that's the advantage. Yeah. If you don't, know, if you don't know. My yeah, parents no, didn't absolutely. know anything about hockey either. I think being from a family that didn't know, like I learned with them. Like we learned what offsides was together. We learned in the car on the way home from games. Like my parents didn't know what was going on. They just knew that I was really competitive at it. Um, but yeah, I played, my dad was my basketball coach. So I'd go to practice right after school. And then he'd drive me to the cities or to play with your group or I'd play in Red Wing and we'd have to do basketball practice around that. So if my friends couldn't make the basketball time like their parents couldn't bring them, we'd go pick them up, me and my parents, to bring them to basketball practice because it was based on my schedule. Um, and then in seventh grade or like sixth grade, I had to choose between the two. And my parents, like, I mean, at the time they kind of knew, but like in fourth and fifth grade, they're like, come on, when's this going to end? Like, Sounds like you wore them down. I like, did. I did a warm like, down. I was like, I want to come back. They're everything like, do you they want to show up today? And I'm like... <laughs> Yes, I do. I want to go. And they're like, get your skates on. I was a home dresser. I'd get dressed at home, get dressed in the car. I lived far away from where I was playing. Um, and when you were coming to skate, yeah. how many hours did it take you to get down there yeah. to skate if, with us? If we were playing in Blaine or practicing in Blaine, I'd be from my school. I'd have to leave school early a little bit. Um, and then I would probably drive an hour and 40 minutes in traffic, hour 45. 
Um, and then I'd sometimes get dressed in the car, depending on if I was driving or not, obviously. Um, yeah, it was a long ways. I'm really thankful for my family. I mean, I had great grandparents, still do. They still come to every one of my games, and my parents like sacrificed a lot for me. Having three competitive kids playing in all different Southern Minnesota is where basketball is. Cities is where hockey is. It's it was a lot of different. Yeah. A lot of driving, but a lot of different scenarios. I would go, we'd bring both my brothers in the cities, and then my grandpa would drive me first. I'd get to the rink an hour early, sit, read a book. He'd drive my brothers somewhere else. So your brothers had to come to the cities too? Sometimes, yep. I think they played um, AAA basketball for a while, AAU. Yeah. And they'd play in like, one of them was like Blake Arena, which if our practices lined up to be there. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And there would be great. My parents were loving that. If I know not, where that basketball place yep. is. Um, ba- it's like, um, it's an orange it's like basketball. It's a number. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if we were close, my parents parents would love their jobs and then if we were far away it was a little harder than that but and so I think I think Tom we're getting the moral of the story is all the youth hockey associations out there in Minnesota have the boys give the flyers to some girls to get them (laughs) recruited into hockey maybe that's the maybe that's one of the keys right and those flyers are super helpful I mean we're we're looking at two of the top females in the world not just Minnesota in the whole world and I go they started hockey by getting a flyer at school. So if anyone learns anything from this podcast, all the board members out there, all the people trying to grow the girls game in general, like it's a simple little flyer that gets a kid hooked. Yeah, this wasn't the story where you grew up on a pond or your parents played or, you know, you had sticks in the the garage. And and I know I'm on the Roseville Youth Hockey Board and I'm going to be like, uh, we're going into those daycares. We're going into flyers. It's all about flyers. flyers. So (laughs) that's pretty neat. So thanks for sharing that. I feel like even with me, I started at the age of seven. So I feel like that's super late compared. I don't know what you did. I think five. Yeah. I think people are born with their skates on now. So it's a little different. But Well, let's fast forward a little bit because it's state tournament time. We're at the the Let's Play Hockey Expo. Um, I just came over from the X doing a game, but let's let's talk let's talk a little bit about their high school experience and state tournament experiences you can section you can can run with that winnie yeah so everyone always talks about the state tournament but i always say as a player the section final games were like probably some of the most stressful games because it's like you're either going or you're not going and your season is continuing on or it's not so maybe you guys can touch on Grace, yeah. your section final championships, because I always know you guys always had to play Blake, yeah. who was a huge rival for Breck. Um, yeah, so I never made it to a state tournament, actually. I lost to Blake five years in a row in overtime each game. And I think at that point in time, it was always Blake that were one and two in the state just for class a and i think kind of what winnie touched on it was like it is that do or die mentality and it's like even more so heading into the state tournament um but i think like those games always just stand out to me just for the intensity and the playoffs that maybe bring a heightened awareness around it absolutely and i just remember being at all those games and how many people that were at parade i mean it was a packed house and for just girls hockey it's it's a very powerful thing that it's come this far in you know 25 so years. So did you lose in the section finals always yeah, over to time, Blake every year over time? Yeah. So you got really close. I, hey, I'm in the same boat. I never got to play either. We we lost to Jefferson and Kennedy all the time. But um, 
but you were kind of growing the program. So it, it, you were taking steps anyway for, for Breck and, and uh, bringing Breck in, which because after you left, Breck was still pretty strong. So you helped build that. Yeah, no, it's funny. My parents also joke with me. My older sister won a state championship with Breck and then I came along five years, <laughs> never won. And then right after I left, my little sister won one. So I guess I was the unlucky charm for them. Yeah. Well, you got to share the wealth exactly. too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then mine's a little different. I did play Zum a few times in high school and she kicked my butt every single time. Um, small town USA couldn't compete with Breck, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I started playing in seventh grade. Um, that's kind of when I had to choose basketball or hockey. Realized hockey was what I wanted to do. Had to switch schools. I opened and rolled, meaning I drove 30 minutes to high school every day. 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. Um, I'd usually go on a normal day. I'd go to school and then I'd stay at the rink if it's game day. Um, I'd stay there for probably four hours or so before the game um, because going home was a waste of time. It was a waste of an hour and a half, an hour. Um, but yeah, in my high school career, I loved it. I started in seventh grade, uh, played varsity seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. So six years. Were you ready to be done with high school <laughs> you hockey? You know, I loved high school hockey. I feel like I got a lot of different mentalities from it in the sense of not everyone wanted to be there. Like, I love the Gophers now, obviously, because I'm very determined to be the best, and so is she. But back in high school, it's not the case. Um, obviously, everyone's there for a different reason. Um, I was really grateful for my group of girls. We had seven seniors or seven girls that stayed with me throughout my U12 all the way through high school. Oh, that's good. Um, and and U12B hockey, yes. by oh, the I didn't way. Play a. I played yep. B. We didn't have an A team. Um, I played with them from U10s, uh, U12B, and then I went to varsity, and they followed me a few years later. Um, but, yeah, I played in the section final my – I think I played in the section final every single year for six years. I lost in the section final my 10th and 11th grade year um, to Northfield, and then my senior year we ended up making it. Um, so I think high school hockey is so interesting where, like, when you were talking about how the section final is sometimes one of the hardest games you got to get through. I think for you that's extremely true. I think being an A and um, being in a lower – like a Southern Minnesota conference type of thing, it was really, really hard just to be like on a team with people who don't always want to be there. And, you know, like I was blessed to have some really good friends that showed up for me, um, showed up for me every single day. At one point, we didn't have a backup goalie, so I had to go walk around the high school and try to pick one up. And I found one on the softball team. Um, so I told her, I was like, I'll, whatever you want, I'll drive you, I'll get you whatever you want. Like, I just need you to show up to practice. And our JV team needs a goalie. So she started to catch every puck from just her one hand she didn't use her blocker ever Exopla. and she would stay she would stay late with me um and she would do everything i needed um she called herself swiss cheese at one point i'm like it doesn't matter i still just love that you're in net and you're playing you're playing and you want to like do it and her dad was like i played hockey i've been trying to get her into it i love that you did that so i think section hockey is super important you need obviously a lot of people to get it done but i think for me those losses my 10th and 11th grade year really set me up for success my senior year because i hadn't felt the pain of losing like that before um so i think like my senior year i took it really seriously and obviously like had a really good section um final game and all my best friends kind of showed up uh, to play but I think section and state tournament hockey are honestly two different beasts but I love both of them and I think they really helped me to be the, com the competitor and everything that I am and I know she would say the same so yeah and and everyone talks about how special your high school teams are right oh, yeah. it's not just the hockey it's your friendships it's the memories it's all the things that take away but it is also as an elite athlete it's a really tough position to be in when you have certain goals 
and then those other girls or friends or different you know people that you're hanging out with have different choices yeah and some of those choices aren't the greatest choices and how did you guys as elite athletes knowing where you want to go but other people don't necessarily know where you guys want to go with your hockey career right because you don't go out and brag about yourself or what you're trying to do and how do you like find that happy place of making those good choices because in my opinion I think those choices is what parents forget a lot about oh yeah is that it's not just the talent that the athlete has but it's the tough choices and and it's the friends and and all that stuff so if you guys could kind of maybe say how you got through those and how you stayed focused and um yes I think I had a bit of a bit different experience maybe than Taylor going to Breck everyone's coming from different associations or different places so like we were just meeting each other for the first time maybe playing summer hockey with them but my dad always told us from a young age like you're a product of the five most people you spend your time with or surround yourself with and I think that's always something that's stood out to me especially like when you're going to school with people who maybe play hockey or don't play hockey and have different ambition and it's to help align your self with people that are going to motivate you and push you and it's like obviously you have people that have different priorities and different things that think that it should be the right way but I think if you surround yourself with the right people and the network of coaches and mentors and I mean my parents have been awesome so I think that's always been super helpful but I think it ultimately comes down to what you prioritize in your life and what you value. No, I'd have, I will piggyback off that. I think going to school in a southern Minnesota town where there's not a lot much to do other than like to do sports and other things like that. So I think for me, my friends never understood why I did what I did. Like I almost missed prom one year. Never wanted to go to the dances. That was never something I wanted to do. Um, weekends. Uh, they were doing other things while I was up in the cities. Um, I always said that my summer hockey was my real season because I got to play with the kids that actually wanted to be there. And I loved it. And I think sometimes, like, the kids that play on great teams that, like, Edina, even Breck Blake, like, they didn't appreciate it as much as I did because I loved it. I, like, my parents, I was so excited to go to the games. And some people are like, it's kind of overrated. And I loved it because that was a time that I got to play against the best kids who really understood and had the same ambitions as me. Obviously, like you said, you're, like, the five most people that you have out with so I think for me like in high school I had to be really careful with what I was doing but also know that it's okay that people are different it's no one's gonna be the same and making decisions is all up to you and you don't want to obviously pressure people into it but I think for me I just knew what I had on the line and what I wanted to accomplish later in my life and always knew that I wanted to play with USA Hockey obviously wanted to play college so if you want to do that you got to make different decisions than other people so I think my parents were great they helped me to pick my own path and, and they were really good with letting me kind of learn from my mistakes I think if you try to protect your kids or your kids are protected their whole life, they're going to get to the college scene or scenes like like we're at right now and not really know what to do. And it was really awesome. My parents just kind of let me learn with them. And, and we really had a great time. But know that my mom was always like, make sure that your friends know that you love them, you support them and what they're going to do. But they're going to make the different decisions than you are. Be a good person. Yes. No. And, that's what, and that's what obviously you want to, that's the first thing you got to do because, you know, hockey's not going to last forever. So what you're going to do later in life is going to be important as well. Right. Well, I, let's talk hockey. I want to talk a little, talk a little, little actual yeah. hockey. Talk some puck. So, I mean, we can talk about a few different things, but when I think of you guys, I always I think about your shot. You guys both have really good shots. And Zummy, I know you got a big one T. You like to bring bring always. the heat, right? Try to. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. I mean. Do you, is that something that you really thrive on and, and love it and 
I know you've worked on it, so talk talk about your shot. I mean, I hope you would not just work on it to not use it, but <laughs> I think especially I, what I've noticed in high school, I maybe relied on it more than I do now, but I think especially you see in the international stage or the college stage, it's like it's less so just blowing shots by people, but being more deceptive. Like you look at some of the goals scored in the state tournament or even at, in the NHL, and it's like the pull-in shots now or the, getting around the defender, not necessarily how hard it is. So I think, yeah, you can continue to work on it and something that I do, but I think adding that deception is another layer that I've tried to focus on in practice. Yeah. Taylor, how do you what, what how do you think about using your shot when you Yeah, play? um I think we both have the same shooting instructor. I think that helps. I think we're very similar in what we like to do. We like to change the angle of the shot. I think that was something in high school that we both thrived off of. Not many kids knew how to do that. And if you change the angle of your shot, the goaltender's obviously not gonna be in the right the right spot. So I think for me in college I've been trying to work more on making myself uncomfortable when I shoot because when you see a lot of goals in the NHL and I love watching the NHL obviously but like college too I mean you're never rarely do you get a shot in the slot that's perfect and you're just going to be able to catch yeah. and release it's all about like she said she has an amazing one timer we love right. like, I mean she scored on that in college and that's not something you can say goalies are so good everyone. oh my gosh yeah. they, as soon as they square up on you then they're you know if they're, if they're tall and they got their big gear it's going to be hard to score when you say change your angle you're talking about either pushing or pulling yep. right do, yep what do you like better? Do you like to push and shoot or pull it and shoot? I think it depends. I think for us with our shooting instructor, we even like worked on like even when Who's you're your training instructor. Let's Scott Bukestad. Scott Bukestad. I know Buger, so He's we should best. give him a little credit. Absolutely. Right? A little street we spent a lot of time in his garage. That's for sure. <laughs> and money. Um, protecting that. I think yeah. um, for me, when it comes to pulling and pushing, I think no matter what, if I'm doing a wrist shot or a slap shot, one timer, um, I pull it anyways. I don't know how not to anymore. I think after practicing it for so long, my shot's going to come in three or four inches anyways. Right. Um, so when you change that angle, the goalie's going to be started on the puck, and by the time you pull it, it's going to be three or four inches right. to the left, as we're righties, um, to the left, and then the goalie doesn't have a lot of time to to kind of go about changing that. Right. And I think for us, I don't know where your favorite place to shoot is. You don't want to give away secrets right. or anything. Yeah, no secrets. Um, wow. But right. obviously, like, in college, you start to realize it's not all the bar downs uh, on the top right or left corners. It's sometimes on the ice five hole, lower left, lower blocker, like, things like that. And obviously, shooting with a shooting instructor and things like that, you learn all the tricks of the trade. Yeah. Uh, pretty early and I think we both learned it early enough that we were able to thrive off right that. Yeah. and pulling pulling allows you to flex right yep. so you put 100%. the flex on the shaft and then you can yep right. and it. I think what else makes them so effective is if you watch them right you guys go to those spots mm -hmm. that are dangerous absolutely like you're yeah. not afraid I always tell people I go go to the net like zombie and high yeah. drop your shoulder you're willing to go across and shoot other way right so it's it's those things where you have to be in those spots to be able to use those tools that yeah. makes you guys super effective yeah. and different than a lot of people like to be on the perimeter and you guys are willing to go to those spaces yeah. that you might get hit while yeah. you're trying to get your and she's the best when it comes to getting the puck to the net on the left side and driving, putting her shoulder down. She scores from the craziest angles. I mean, I've been on a team with her for years now, and it still surprises me every single time. But yeah, like you said, you're not going to score unless you get to a good area. Yep. And then you have great great people who make you good passes, too. So it, it comes from a lot of different things. But yeah, she, like I said, getting to the net is a huge portion of how you get goals and, and how you get good plays. So. This is a good time to talk about your college career. What was the biggest transition from going from high school to college to one of the top programs, the Minnesota Golden Gophers? I 
think the biggest surprise is you have these people that are not willing to back down from blocking a shot. And I think in maybe high school hockey, you can get away with a bit of that. But when you they were afraid of you. Yeah, we're afraid to block the yeah, shot right. for sure. You she see, broke like, a shin pad. <laughs> well, like Taylor said, there's some there's some girls that aren't that committed. Probably they're like, I mean, no, I like playing you. hockey, but I want to go on right. spring break too. So yep. I'm not Don't getting in front leg. of this. Yep. I'm not getting in front of this shot. Yeah, um, but I think that's the biggest thing. But I think it's also just navigating school and being away from home for the first time. And I hate to use the word loosely growing up, but I think it is like the first time that you're actually making the decisions for yourself. And it's obviously your parents can help you and help you mentor you all the way through. But at the end of the day, they're not the one helping you. Oh, make sure you get to your exam on time or like stuff like that. And I think that's all comes into the success that you have on the ice. And I love how you guys are answering for all the parents out there listening it's not the hockey piece that she even went to for the transfer from high school to college it's just life right and I've always told people I go hockey is the easiest thing to control you can go to the ice you can be coached you can be told what to do but it's those choices when you are not at the rink that make the difference of the transitions because people like you said it's the freedom right you got to be on a schedule it's not your parents telling you what to do you need to be there at class you need to be going to an extra workout and it's that stuff that is so important to get to that next level to be an elite athlete so i couldn't hear everything you're saying but uh <laughs> what about, i was gonna ask well, you guys oh well, you want she yeah, can go. She could probably yeah i think one of my biggest takes is anyone who knew me in high school knew me as a stick i was probably 100 pounds um not that anymore um but i would say just the physicality level i didn't no one put a body on me in high school ever i mean i was and like you knew like you could dangle around almost anyone when it came to that and i think now in college like you can make the move but if you don't make two or three strides to the net after two or three hard strides after you're not going anywhere you can make the awesome move that gets you on espn but if you don't do anything post that it's it's not going to go anywhere and i think for me like i'm able to now um be one like we're both pretty physical players and and big units on the ice so i feel like i love it um and that's something that i feel like not everyone cares to be like you obviously like you're a hockey player and you're a person but like i'm okay if i look like a hockey player i really don't care and i know she doesn't either and there's not everyone you're gonna find in the world that cares to look like a hockey player so i think for me it was definitely the physicality level and women's hockey isn't it's no checking but it's not no physicality. Yeah, physical. There's body contact. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and taking people. it and moving in a positive direction with that is, I think, something that changed for me from college and high school. And obviously, the time management portion of it's huge, too. I think my mom's a teacher, and she'll probably yell at me. But, like, when I got to my freshman year, I remember <laughs> failing my first exam and being like, my life is over. I can relate. Same <laughs> yeah. Like, right away. And I was like, this is so scary. But it's like, you can make it your own vacation in college. Like, you can go and take your time and not do the right things at the right time and be procrastinator and everything like that. But I think nowadays I know like, okay, I'm going to do homework for my first hour today. I'm going to get up early just so I can have that extra time at night for me to like watch my TV show or do what I want. And like, you're pretty, you're on your own time. Like she said, and obviously athletes are a little different, but it's all amazing if you make it your own. So. So now we're on the eve of eve of a pretty big game tomorrow, right? It kind of starts your march to, to the frozen four. Um, what do you guys like before before your games? Because like some people are really up um, tense and, and dialed, and then, then some people are kind of chill, and then some people are kind of loose and funny. Like, is are you guys different like or different. the same or what? We're, we're pretty, pretty different. different. Yeah. Tom, what were you? I was 
was, I was pretty chill. Pretty chill. I could yeah, see I was pretty chill. chill pretty I loose. was very chill. <laughs> I wasn't the joker on the team like the yeah. And some people are like nervous energy, and they're just like rocking and talking all ear, the time. Well, we didn't. We didn't have around. like we didn't have you know our iPods. And Modern stuff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> legit like the Walkman. Is that yeah. what they were called? Yeah. Oh, Walkman. All right. So, so how are you guys? Yeah. You guys are you different. Okay. I think for me we're different. She is really funny and loves to have fun, as do I. I just feel like sometimes I can't extend too much energy when I'm warming up. So for me, like the day before a game, I would love to have a burger for dinner. Um, that is my go-to meal if I can. People think it's funny. Frosty hated it to start out, but now we're going to places that I can get a burger, so I love it. Um, I think like favorite burger. What's favorite burger you think? Uh, Juicy Lucy. Anywhere I can get one of those. Like Blue Doors right down the road from us and I love okay. love Blue Door. They've, they've, they've got a juicy I have it. Oh. Blue Door's got have a juicy Lucy. Have you been Lucy? to the Nook? Yeah. yeah. I have I also like love my burger as well. It's very like classic but it's not too greasy and I think that's on campus too so anything that's close but then um, obviously like try to get nine hours of sleep that's sometimes hard in college but I think I, we do a really good job of that. She goes to bed way earlier than me. Um, Wait did you say you get nine hours? Hopefully. But no, she but goes she, earlier. No but she can sleep in later than I can. Oh, why? She just can? I don't know. Like, she likes being up in the morning. She, she skips class and you don't... No, no, I'm kidding. Oh, never. Never, I know, I know. I tried to get the 8 a.m.s out of my schedule after freshman year. I yeah. wasn't going back to those. Um, but yeah, I tried to get eight, nine hours of sleep. I love breakfast. I think breakfast is a great, really important meal um, in the morning. Um, and then obviously game day, I think before the games, I'm I'm loose, but also like I, I, I need to have like a focused energy. I don't like to yeah, be distracted. Yeah, have a pre-game ritual. Let's yeah. just say she's not one of the people you want to like mess up her routine. Yeah, let's not mess her Don't get in her way. And, and I know Grace, like, you probably don't have a routine. No, I no, don't have she's one. She's all over the place. She learned how to play sewer though. Like, yeah, I've been honing my soccer, soccer skills. We play a soccer game before the game and her and Emmy have been upping their skills. Emmy is... Emmy is her sister. Yeah, Emmy is on the lower spectrum. She's on the higher spectrum, so it's it's good. But I would definitely say, like, I need to be focused, but also I know superstition-wise, like, I've messed up my superstitions at least once every single year to make sure that I know that it's not going to affect my game, as crazy as that sounds. Um, But I like to juggle before the games. It gets me focused. Um, We have some jokesters on our team, obviously, and I love the energy that they bring, but sometimes I need to back it up and kind of, like, focus a little bit. Not even on the game, just focus my energy and um, stuff like that. So I know she's different than me. She can touch on that too. I think like, I just like to have a good time and I think I'm playing my best and ever, obviously everyone's super different but when I'm just enjoying it and having fun and I think people joke like, oh, it's a kid's game or whatever it is and whatever is makes you the best version of yourself is that but I know when I'm having fun and joking around, um, I'm not taking myself too seriously. Yeah. What's your pregame rituals? I mean, I don't really have one. I will make a priority to hit Starbucks yeah, on my coffee. way, but other than that, not too much. And speaking of game days, the outfits. The okay, is it fit? Fits? I think you call them fits. Fits? Fits? Yeah, that's fits, right. fits. Yeah, fits. All right, who is uh, the best dressed on, on the, the team? team? Yeah, it could be on the team. Emily Odin. Yes. Shout out Edina. Uh, Shout out to the Hornets. Yeah, Hornets. If you want to go and check who? out Emily Odin's TikTok, yes. you can see a series of game day walkouts. Okay. Okay. You'll okay. get some videos of people going into pregame skate looking homeless and then <laughs> coming into the game looking like they're on the red carpet. Okay, yeah. Um, but that's, I think it's just fun. I think obviously like she loves the designer brands and reps them really well. <laughs> I am all over the place when it comes to things like that, but like look good, feel good, play good. I feel like that's just 
how it is. Yeah, and, and our lecture when I was playing is we weren't allowed to wear cargo pants. Do you guys even know what cargo pants are? I the like, cargo pants. pants with the they're coming back. They're part of the now. Yeah, so I used to have to wear navy on Friday and black on Saturday. I don't know if you would call that a superstition, but oh, yeah. I kind of oh, yeah, got that's off. Definition but I've gotten off from that train now. Oh, now has. I just kind of wear whatever I see in the closet that day. I love, I feel like when it's a big weekend, like uh, Wisconsin, Duluth, Ohio, I like to think of it as a funeral, so I like to wear black, um, depending. I love leather jackets, that's my thing. Okay. Um, black, black pants, leather pants, black high heat, like boots, booties. Um, I think I kind of, I've been getting into the color scheme more. Um, my mom has been trying to get me off the all black train. Um, but definitely kind of when it comes to like the bigger series, I feel like I do less focus on color, more focus on just black and then get to the rank and be able to focus on what I want. Well, this is a guy thing that, cause obviously we don't wear makeup ever, but sometimes I'm watching hockey and some girls have like kind of a lot of makeup on. It seems like, is that a thing or do you guys... Do some girls wear a lot? Do some some people do. Some people do. I think it's preference. I think it's like that it's whole preference. thing. It's like look good, feel good, play good. Yeah. So you got to look some good? Some people like, I always had to like Doesn't do my makeup. Doesn't seem like it's a little. Nadine Muzzerall always had to do her makeup. Oh, when you're so. sweating and. It kind of uh, depends. I feel like for me, like. There's water, waterproof, waterproof mascara. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning. And I go, now in today's world, it's like the actual fake lashes. So I'm like. Yeah, don't get me started on the fake lashes. Yeah, because they're expensive too. No. Just so you know. There's the only thing I'll say about them. I don't mind them like when they're low key, low key, low key and yeah. modest, but as soon as they're, the tenants, as soon as the they're fans, like sleeping the, the floor or whatever, I'm like, that is ridiculous. <laughs> and, but I, and I will say though, if someone was playing hockey with fake eyelashes, I might draw the line at that too. I might yeah, be like, that's yeah, 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 But now they have the ones that are like a little more, good they have the ones that are like a little bit more natural, so they stay in for like a few weeks. Okay. So like, they replace mascara instead. Still, it's just I mean, like, I'm yeah, sure anyway, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't judge. I shouldn't <laughs> no judge. judgment. It's just like it is easier to it's chirp if there's someone right, yeah. that has something going on the ice. It's easier to chirp them. So, are you guys chirpers or not? No. She's not. If I no. really get into it, <laughs> I, I know, if Grace I really have to, I will. But yeah. I usually leave that to like Abby Murphy. Right. Or someone there's probably people team. who's the best chirper on your the team. Murph's Abby Murph's a big chirper. Murph's a big chirper. Who else? Just Murph. No. Madeline chirps a little bit. Madeline chirps a little bit. Yeah. Who else? I think. I feel like people like if you come at someone, someone will make sure like everyone will have something to give you back, or they'll just smile and be like, "Who are you?" <laughs> or like, but, "What's your name?" Sorry. Do you I don't know if we can talk. I mean, without going into detail, like, what is the t is there a topic that's just like the pretty low, like really low blow that gets you guys? Like, I feel like. I don't know. People make fun of like the way you look or like that. Do they go after me. like relationships? Oh yeah, like yeah. they're looking at Instagrams, Twitter, like who your relationship with, blah blah blah. Your family members. I know my brothers in high school. They'll get chirped about me. Like they'll start oh, the students will start chirping them about me or like they do their they do their business research. Like, well, yeah. now they have phones, so they yeah. all can research yeah. everything within the second. I mean, so like, yeah. if someone makes if someone's mad at you during the game, yeah. they'll probably just pull their phone out and be like, oh, what can yeah. I find out? the that's, next period that's i mean when i played there was stuff about probably about girlfriends and wives yeah. and yeah you know there was always like it just now there's more information <laughs> yeah now when we play it's like, more yeah, current it's current yeah but there used to be like 
guys who played junior hockey, right? Yep. They might be, they used to play against each other. Oh, and then yeah. they'd be like, oh, you know, my brother knows your girlfriend now. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Because <laughs> they came from small towns. That's all they yeah. And they're like, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. No, chirping it's in girls fun. hockey is very hilarious to me in a sense of like, sometimes people do it and I'm like, that was so stupid. But some are people are really good some at it. Some are ruthless. Like, and I'm like, that hit me right in the chest. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that one hurt. Because like, there are people that are really good at it. It's like, but wow. I mean, you get but your practice. It's like blocking shots, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's a skill set that yep. is yeah. part of the game and it's... I think if you so, can make a good one and someone's going to retaliate on you and you can get a power right. play out of power it. So it, yeah. we saw that yesterday in the um, Duluth and Clarkson game, I feel like there was some bickering going on at a face-off and all of a sudden you turn your head back two seconds later and someone's bashing the board. So, so who knows what happened, Exactly. Right? Yep. And obviously like we have some kids on our team that... Because that's how girls, because I know boys have hockey has it, but I don't know if people chirping, like, I don't know if people realize how much chirping does go on in the girls game, too. And to be honest, I think girls are, can be a lot more mean than guys. Like it's and it, well, girls, 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 right? girls, My hair, my hair looks like, like my lashes. You don't like my lashes, yeah. So I saw your outfit last week. Sucky. What about shoes? Like, oh, are there heels? Hangler, it's got to be hangler with the shoes. Oh my, is a heels or flats or what? I mean, you guys are pretty tall, so you like loafers with a little fur, a little fur. A little fur always has to make it. Okay. Boots in the winter, they're easy. Oh yeah, boots. We don't really have heels, maybe occasional here and there. On a big weekend, we had like a photographer at one point come down and I was like, I'll rip out the heels. But I have like weirdly big feet. Like I wear size 11. It's just how I've always had big feet. So sometimes the shoes don't look Thanks mom and dad. Yeah, thank you for that. And I thought I was going to be taller than I am. Um, But no, I like that C got me into the Nikes. I I love the Nikes and she probably, Chrislyn Hankler. She has the most shoes. Lives with me. She has probably a hundred pairs. Yeah. She spends her paychecks on Nike is what I say. Nike needs to sponsor her. You can't wear them? I, I mean, I have one right now. Oh, but, so you like, can fit in. I can, but it's it's more so some of the shoes that other small petite feet can wear. I cannot. Like the heels, or I like wearing booties. Like if you're wearing like what are those? What yeah, are those booties? are like they're like it's like you have but they're hot, like heel. Like oh, yours are okay. low heel, but like the ones that I have are like decently healed I don't know and then it's better than it's like a heel but not really you get to be out in the winter and not have your toes out toes okay got it she likes the loafers though she's always had the yeah. the loafers the Breck loafer Where, yes. where's the best place you guys go to play is there a place that's kind of warm that you can go play and maybe wear some easier footwear oh like warm weather yeah oh, like warm weather um we went, really. we went to Vegas, oh, yeah. Vegas Nashville. Yeah. in Nashville but those are like Rare. I mean, usually the WCHA is maybe Ohio's like the warmest. What went on in Vegas? Stay in Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was a really fun trip, but it went quick. And we liked the warm weather, obviously. We got out of Minnesota for a little bit, but. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Let's, yeah, let's talk about, since we're talking about games, while well, we got on footwear there for a while and, and, and fits, but uh, we're moving, we're, let's go back, we'll go back to taping your stick. We were talking about shooting before and <laughs> there was like, to, in today's game, I just came from War Road, their star player, I think well, one of their star players, he had, he had the zebra going, like people oh, are geez. getting like pretty, Creative. pretty, yeah, gutsy or, I mean not gutsy, gutsy but just creative. like, yep. 
I don't know, they're not afraid to, like when I played, we just had black tape or white right. tape, and that's pretty much still the basic stuff, but. Did you have friction tape? That's yeah, what I we had, use, we used friction. some like the sticky friction tape. Yeah, it's the almost like friction. electrician. Uh -huh. Then the reason we could do that or wanted to sometimes was because we were allowed to hook. Like you could reach out and gaff a guy. Yeah, right. And with the sticky, yeah, is like that you could actually, was? yeah, you could grip get more. Good. Yeah, you could. Grip Yo, more. you'd get them really good, and really it wasn't good, even yeah. a penalty. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Now they change. You, now the rules. It's better. I wish. I wish I could have played because I was really fast. You were being hooked. <laughs> right. And it, the only way, the only way, some of these stop big slow defensemen could stop me was by hooking me and right. slashing me and tackling me and grabbing Sheesh. me. But so. Do you guys tape your stick the same way? Nope. No, very how different. You, yeah, how do you tailor? How do you tape your stick? Oh, yeah. I am a full taper, so I'll start uh, near the bottom, but just a little bit more in, um, and then I tape all the way to the end, cover the whole thing, and then cut around the outside. So you're yeah. the scissors kid. I'm the scissors. So you take a lot of time. Wax or no wax? No what, wax. Is there something no besides wax. scissors? Okay. No, I mean, you have to use the scissors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use a tape tiger, But too. that just takes oh, a lot really? of time. Oh, yeah, tape tiger. Off. I used to sell that at Pro oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, you got to use that, too. And then I use white tape as well, so that's different than her. Very different. I use the black tape, but it's like the thick tape. I think it's meant for goalies, actually. <laughs> but, like, I go three times around, and I just rip it off right away no toe tape so no, no toe tape wow so you that's just old three, school three strips so it's well, so like the fat it just so like oh. goes around the whole blade except for i use white tape because oh. i could see the puck better do you guys i only had white tape about? in my bag when i was a kid so <laughs> i just got to put the white tape on there my parents even so there's no day, thought or reason no. like because what is it the goalies can't see it yeah. if you have black tape what about good. knobs I used to have a thick one, like decently thick. Now I'll do like tiny. Because I think when you're a kid, like Scott Bukestad, for example, would teach us like, that's how you learn where your top hand needs to be. Like you don't, well, you obviously like want it a little bit off. I think now we're so used to it that I don't need it. I, you, did, when you hold your stick, does your knob stick out? Or are you? No, right, pinky's right on the, the end of it. I don't have a knobs. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, it's just one, one loop little of tape. One yeah. bit of tape? Yeah, really? not like. You can still see this. See the so Tom, did you take it like me back in the day, or is this how my dad did it, where you would take the tape and then you would let it hang and you would twist just it twist up it. and then yep. make, and a, little, then should, make yeah. a little grip? A little grip, yep, your own grip. And now yeah, yeah, my yeah. kids play hockey and they just make it's grip. Yeah, you're it's making the same there. thing. Oh, no, they, they make it. Oh, it's them. just like there and it's melted on. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. sweet. They're pretty sweet. It's yeah. almost like a you can tennis. Yeah, it's tennis. Yeah, you can buy pre pre made ones. Like We used to have to like also take the stick do you guys even know this like illegal blades yeah. back in Melted. the day yeah. where you'd have to like on your stove heat it up heat and it like up. make sure a dime couldn't oh. fit under it see they're learning yeah something. curves what about curves yeah curves what's your curve uh, I don't P. know. It's McDavid. Uh, you know. It's a uh, P14. I don't think they make it anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they make it for you. Mine's McDavid. <laughs> so mine's P28. I think. Yeah. So would that be like a coffee back in the day? or? Uh, what is it? It's McDavid. It's P28, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a yeah. toll. That's Super a curve. famous yeah. one. Super curve. Super toll. So yeah. you shoot you shoot the puck gets in that little toe. And, you, and I had to learn it. how to get it there to start. But yeah. after I get it there now, puck hits my stick and he Buger, in the Buger right got that dialed in. Oh, man, he dialed and me in that fast. Yeah. How long have you been going to Scott Bukestad? 
Um, I think my parents are. I probably was going to tell my parents about it, yeah. but um, probably when I was 12. Okay. I went to his camps, all around the world camps, and I go with the wild skating instructors that were there, the Nest, the Nest group there too. So I do both. I actually met. I actually probably met her at one of them. Yeah. Honestly. So you were going there before that, probably. I or? think I probably started a little younger than that. I can't remember when, but yeah. Yeah, so long ago. That's yeah. right. No. Yeah. Are you guys about the same age? No. I'm yeah. 22. She's okay. a year younger than me. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And so you go to his, still at his garage too, right? You go to his yeah. garage. If spot. I ever feel off, like if my shot feels off, I remember my freshman year of high school, I had to switch. I started CCM before that, and then we were Bauer school at that time. So I had to use Bauer sticks, and I was so scared. I remember you got to use CCMs that year, and I was like, this girl. And I wanted to so bad. And I remember high maintenance, high maintenance, of course. And I remember going to him, and I was like, Scott, this is never going to work. And then he helped me work on it. And we kind of like got me to the right curve in a Bauer stick. And then right when we went back to CCM, I was right back to CCM. Okay, on that note, sorry, I'm taking yep. over here a yep. little bit, yep. but like a little bit about confidence yeah. and pressure. Mm. Who handles it better? Or is it, are you the same? We, I think we do What handle makes you stressed? Stress. A lot. A lot? Oh gosh, no. Anxiety all the time, but about how what? you handle it. Just like, I feel like I am, I'm type A, like want everything to go the right way. I have my own schedule. When I was a kid, if something didn't go right or my mom would be like, okay, you have to help me with this, but I was doing something, I would literally get anxiety and I'd get upset about it. I think now college has helped me to like kind of take that anxiety and like laugh it off essentially because like life doesn't go your but way. But hockey doesn't go right very often. It doesn't, it often. doesn't. So like when you have those hard times, you kind of be, gotta be like, how am I gonna come out of it instead of like what I'm doing right now? I think about now, am I gonna be, would I be worried about this? like in 10 minutes or like two days or am I just having anxiety yeah. and worried about it right now? So hockey, you don't get too stressed anxiety though. We've no. done enough practicing that I feel like if you get nervous or stressed, you're unprepared. I think um, when I talk to our team like before games and, and stuff, I'm like, if you are if you have a little bit of anxiety, a little butterflies, that's okay. That just yeah. means you're excited to play. But if you're nervous, that means you're unprepared. That means we haven't done enough preparation to be our best. And I think our team does a really good job of realizing to not focus on the other team as much as to focus on our standard because if you give the other team this like ton of respect too much respect too much respect then you're going to back off and not be able to play your game you're going to kind of forget what you bring to the table and i think we do a good job of that and obviously like being leaders on our team right now it's, it's not always about saying what you what you feel and what you need it's, it's kind of doing it i think we both do a really good job of kind of show, proving it on the ice, being more so like aggressive and doing the, the dirty little things that not everyone's going to yeah. do. It leads your team to doing things that they're either nervous about or like stressed and things like that. And, and obviously like she helps me to do it too. I think when I get nervous or like when I get mad, I always talk to her, I'm like, okay, what, what should I have done there? And she gets what, she gets what I do and she knows me. So it's easy to have someone to piggyback on or if I'm doing something wrong, she has no problem with telling me like, that's not, not the right way to do it. And obviously like we do both. We like do what? Both ways, so. It's a two-way street. What would you tell her? Which she's not doing what right? If I have a bad attitude or like oh. bad body language or something like. The classic one is like, she'll get up after a shift and I'll be like, you're fine. Or like, I'll hurt my wrist you know, or like a bruise. Know, yeah. And she'll be like, dude, just you're fine. You're and I'm fine. like, you're so right. But it's, it's a two-way street. Yeah. Exactly. Because I'm like, yeah. she can give it to me. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it's, it's being able to take criticism. It's respect. It's respect. Yeah, absolutely. Because she cares. Yeah. Or you care. Like, and that's why you tell people. she wants me to be my best. She's not going to tear me down because we're competing for something. We both want the same thing. And at the end of the day, if we're able to do it together, it's going to be 10 times better than doing it by yourself.
for sure. So celebrations. Oh boy. Yeah. The Selly. The Selly Hard. This is the Selly Hard pod. So we so, gotta talk about Selly. So who has the best Selly on your team? I give that to Abby Murphy. Abby Murphy. Abby Murphy. Yep. All right. Okay. And I think are you guys Selly? Oh yeah. But yeah, like, you guys I'm not selling. going down on one knee, like pulling the heartbreaker <laughs> out. Yeah. Like I think it's more genuine when it comes. Yeah. Like it's random. But, but for me, I we go back through film and they'll sometimes show the Sellys, and I'm just kind of embarrassed my mind sometimes. But it's like genuinely just like so pumped. Whatever. Yours is the. The, the one holding your stick bump. backwards in one hand and fist pumping in one, oh, yeah. which it's is a celebration. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and, it's, well, it's and okay everyone celebrates different, yeah. right? Because be sellies are thing. you should be proud, right? Yeah, like I tell little girls, like coach, I go, be proud of your goal, yep. right? Like you did that, yeah. Because I go, you watch all these little boys, and now that I have two boys, oh, they love I go, it. they love selling, and the and the boys feed off of it, right? Yep. Like it's just fun, and it's part of the game, yeah. and it's and it's not like trying to rub in people's face. It's just like hard work. It's just a reaction, right? And some people just have a bigger, passionate reaction. Like we talk about parents and like people always say there's crazy parents. And I like to say they're passionate parents, yeah. right? Because it's, it's like, because they're very passionate, right? Yeah. And and you get caught in the moment. And, and I think that's what celebration is. And I don't think kids should be afraid to like be proud of scoring. Because I oh. see so many kids score goals and then they're like, shrug their shoulder what like you, what do I do now yeah. you know so and and they look up to the you guys on right. the college scene and they're watching right I mean you're watching the state high school games the girls are watching the little girls are watching what you guys are doing yep. and you can do a celebration without it being distasteful yeah it just it's, it's more about being proud and and for me it's like a being a proud person playing this game like we should be able to have fun we should be able to be proud and Hockey hugs are the best. I always mm, yes, say that. It yep. doesn't matter if you're even a and part that's of the a celly. Like play. that's yeah. a celebration. And you know, I love, do you go to your person when you yeah. go to celebrate? And like I have the pictures I have that I love is like not just like me by myself celebrating. It's like me hugging. Like I'm like tapping people on the head, like doing everything that like makes you excited. And in the big games, like you're not doing it by yourself. So there's people that are making you that great pass or the person that's putting in the back of the net or your goaltender even like who rarely anyone can sell there to give them a fist pump. But I think like when you're playing, it's really important to keep everyone honest and you know, the celebrations are amazing and they're fun. And that's why you're getting up at 6 a.m. and you're doing the things you do so that you can reap the benefits in those big moments, you know. Well, the selly sometimes though is you're not hugging, right? You're certainly not hugging someone if you're selling. Right, but, yeah. <laughs> and I don't. Same thing in the NFL. I don't. I don't really like it if someone scores like. I don't know, like the seventh touchdown when the, and they're gonna oh, win right. the game or and then they're, or maybe that's it's more maybe, like rubbing your face right or maybe it's like the first touchdown and there's still three quarters to go right or you know like so but maybe there's when you're, gotta be like celly etiquette right we play the sport because it's fun yep and part of that fun is I mean what little kid isn't excited when they score a goal even if they can't skate right as a mite like it's still fun when that puck goes in the net like they're excited yeah. and so when you hear you know people in the stands are like oh I can't believe that kid it's selling this and that. I'm like, but this is their game. Right. It's your game, you know. And so, and I go, they're watching the football players, that you know, the hockey players, the soccer players. I go, all these kids are sponges. Right. So they're gonna do what the what people do see. that what they see yeah. and what they look up to. And I go, that's part of what makes sports so fun. Mm -hmm. 
is that piece of it. Yeah, and I think like social media nowadays helps with that too. The kids are seeing anything and everything you put on the internet. Um, so I think as long as obviously it's appropriate, I think it's nice to celebrate those big moments and, and all the stuff that like your kid's doing. And, and like I know when I was a kid, I was shy. And I know for girls, that's a really commonality when it comes to yeah. like being the best. You don't want to like be looked at as someone different because as a girl, you're more concerned with what you look as though little boys, they really do, usually don't care. Um, I know my brothers <laughs> didn't care. It, it was just how it wasn't for me. I did. We're idiots. Didn't. And that's okay. And I love, and I love, like when my brothers did it, I was like, oh, should I do that? And they were like, you're lame. And I was like, but I like love what I do so much that like now the reaction's more genuine for me. And I think for, especially little young girls, it's important to like celebrate those things. And even if you're not going to celebrate in a game, like celebrate after, like be like, that was me, and I'm excited that I worked on that and I did that. So cocky and proud are two very different. It's kind of like celebrations, right? Yeah. Like people 100%. can look at selling good yep. and bad, right? Yep. So it's yep. the same same difference 100%. in our sports world as a female Absolutely. athlete. Um, okay, so the fun part. Ooh. This or that with Miss Olympian Grace Elmwinkle and Miss Patty Kazmaier, Taylor Heisey. I'm going to ask you. The burning question. This or that? The burning questions. Caribou or Starbucks? Starbucks. Oh, we knew Starbucks. Starbucks. Starbucks, okay. I do like caribou though, but Starbucks. Goal assist. Have to go with goal. Assist for sure. Nice. High maintenance, low maintenance? High maintenance club. High maintenance, yeah. (laughs) Beach vacation, mountain vacation. Hands down beach. Beach for sure. Ketchup or steak sauce? Ketchup. Ketchup. With steak, too. (laughs) But I will say, my dad always said it's embarrassing when you get ketchup with a steak, but I saw a video of Patrick Mahomes also eating ketchup with his steak sauce. Like, makes it a little bit more acceptable. You be you, right? You gotta be you. Exactly. Pop or sparkling water? Pop. Sparkling water. Country or rap? Country. Rap. Oh, I we do got like some country. differences finally. Yeah. Uh-huh. I do like rap and country, but rap probably. Burger, pizza. Burger. Burger, 100%. We knew burger. We knew burger. Yep. Lulu or Athleta? Lulu. Lulu Lemon. See, you guys are Lulu and I've transitioned more to Athleta. They're both great, though. No, they're both great. They're both awesome. Chipotle or Qdoba? Chipotle. Chipotle, but she thinks the chicken there is spicy. Everything is so spicy there. It's like (laughs) eight glasses of water later, please. (laughs) Joe Mama's smoking hot salsa or Joe Mama's pineapple mango? I'll go with Joe Mama's pineapple mango. I'm going with Joe Mama's smoking hot. I think it's really good. And speaking of Joe Mama's... It's a great fundraising uh, thing for soccer teams, hockey teams, lacrosse teams. I know personally, as a mom that has had to sell pizzas in our local hockey association, um, salsa is amazing because you can just store it anywhere. Where pizzas, you have to put in the freezers. Yeah. You got to call your neighbors and be like, "Hey, can I use some of your freezer space?" Because you don't know where to put these, so you actually have to <laughs> deliver them. Things you don't think about That's fair. as a hockey player, 100%. but when you're a mom, and so. Um, Joe Mama's for your next fundraising event. Love salsa. Well, and before I say goodbye to you guys, we'll we'll uh, talk about Duke Cannon too, hair products. Um, you know the the, the spring the spring season and uh, stakes are high for college hockey, high school hockey, and it's when we're going for the uh, championships. Um, 
You guys will like this. If your hair is a weapon or you wish it was, you won't find a better product than Duke Cannon's Serious Flow. It's a lightweight main tamer. Keep your salad on top when it matters the most. Um, there's a website discount too. You can go for uh, the website and there's a code pull tab 10 for 10% off at the Duke Cannon products. And Duke Cannon, work harder, smell better. This is good for guys, right? Great. Uh, well, you guys, this has been fun. We, I, I, we covered some uh, outfits, we covered some footwear, how to tape your stick, how <laughs> you guys are before games. She's gotten into sewer, right? Yes. Yep. Soccer. Soccer. That's a sewer game that everyone um, plays before to warm up. And uh, you guys, I, I want to wish you really good luck. You got a big game against UMD tomorrow. You win and you get to the the final four, right? Yep. yep. You're on a six game winning streak. A couple nice Knock wins. Knock on one. Yep. Knock on wood. Couple nice wins. What last weekend against yeah. uh, Wisconsin and, and Ohio? That Correct. Ohio State. That had to have felt good. Well, so good luck with that. Um, I'm Tom Chorsky and going to sign off for uh, Winnie Bro Brown and uh, we'll be back again with the Selly Hard podcast here on the Pull Tab Sports Portfolio pod podcast. Thanks you guys. Thank, Thank you for having us. us.